Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello, welcome in. It's a Monday edition of the program. Glad to have you with us here on the Big X. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Lots to get to coming out of the weekend. I tell you what, uh, NBA Summer League continues. It was fun to check in on some of that over the weekend. Jalen hood Shafino continues to get some real serious run for the Lakers. He's had some Pretty good showing so far in Vegas, but Trace Jackson Davis, who we thought we would see in Vegas in one of the early games for the Warriors, he has yet to make his debut in the NBA Summer League. But we think it's coming, so everybody I know wanting to see Trace and Jalen and even Race Thompson, of course, do well in Summer League. Race is out. I believe I saw it was a foot injury. I don't have it in front of me right now, but... He is out, did not make the trip, it sounds like, to Vegas, at least not yet, uh, with the Knicks. So that's a bummer for him because he definitely needs the run time, the court time with the Knicks, really not just to showcase his game for them, but perhaps to get seen by someone else. Even if it's an overseas team, uh, the NBA Summer League could play a big deal for him in landing something for next year. Of course, uh, from a college recruiting perspective, Uh, Mike Woodson and the IU staff on the road through the weekend. Yesterday evening, the first of three evaluation periods when coaches can get out on the road wrapped up. And so we'll see now if anything comes of it as far as uh, additional love from some of these key recruits for Indiana. Maybe some visits get set up. We'll see how things play out. But uh, the big peach jam, the highlight of the first exposure period in the books, and Indiana coaches spent a lot of time at the Peach Jam, spent a lot of time at the Adidas event down in Rock Hill, South Carolina, tracking a lot of different prospects. So it's going to be interesting to see what comes of that, but uh, definitely the first evaluation period is a big one, and another period coming up where there will be more tournaments and things for the coaches to attend. And then the third period is still something that the jury is out on. It's still pretty new because of covid The first round of them were canceled some years ago, but the NCAA college exposure camps or college, I forget exactly the terminology they use, but something that the NCAA actually orchestrates. And so uh, it's uh, different than the uh, team environment uh, like the Peach Jam and some of the other things where you're uh, seeing teams that have played together all season. It's more of an individual-type camp where it's you know an old-style basketball camp. They place people together randomly and so forth. But a busy time for that sort of stuff here in the law of sports. We are headed into the 
Major League All-Star game coming up uh, later this week. So the baseball games will go to a pause, at least the regular season. And we've got all of those festivities that will be coming up as well. But uh, fun times ahead and uh, glad you're with us here on this Monday edition of the program. couple notes uh, for the week. Uh, no show tomorrow, but I will be with you Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday this week. So again, no Tuesday edition of the program and a couple other reminders, the Thornton's text line always open during our program, the number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's and send us a text today on the Thornton's text line, that number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Let's get into some headlines of the day. And I got to tell you, everything I had in front of me ready to go just left my screen. I cannot, for some reason, get my internet connection to work here. So we're going to ad-lib through some of this. But I will tell you this much, uh, down in the Georgia-South Carolina area, where so many coaches were over the weekend, a lot of attention given to Jalen Harrelson of Fishers, also Trent Sicily of Heritage Hills, two key in-state guys from the Hoosier State that Indiana really has been involved with since they were in eighth grade. And these guys are still young players. So they've still got multiple years ahead of high school basketball in our state. But the recruiting process really seems to be kicking up. A lot of schools focusing in on both of those guys. And it's going to be interesting to see if Indiana can continue to be maybe a leader, one of the leaders for those guys. It's so early, it's hard to say Indiana isn't uh, one of the contenders for sure, being the in-state school and given how many times that both players have been on the IU campus. But as they make these big performances in front of all these college coaches uh, and more schools perhaps get involved. Other schools step up the level of recruitment on on these guys. Uh, will Indiana be able to hold tough for some key in-state guys? Both of those guys are off to a good start here in the month of July. Also, another in-state guy, Flory Badunga of Kokomo, there was some hope that when this evaluation play was over at some point later this month, he would take a quick visit to Indiana before he makes his decision. He has stated he would like, he would prefer to make his college decision before school resumes on August 2nd at Kokomo. And I think there was some thought maybe even a couple of weeks ago that Indiana is still a factor in this thing. Duke has gotten involved. Kansas is very much involved with Badunga. But Indiana, I think people thought, would be in there at the end, have a chance to get him the feeling I get from people that are on the road right now that were down at the Adidas event, I believe it was, is where Flory was at, I don't think the feeling is there anymore that Indiana is as big a player in this. I know Badunga was quoted uh, over the weekend or late last week saying, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he would make a visit to Indiana again if he got the time to. So it doesn't at all seem like it's a priority, and it could be you know, a, a 16, 17-year-old kid that's making a comment after he just played a couple basketball games and is probably tired of getting asked questions about his recruiting and what school's his favorite and where he's going to visit next. Or there could be something to look into there. But it does seem like Duke has come on 
extremely strong. They had not offered him a scholarship until really the last few weeks. Kansas also right there as well. Badunga has been at Indiana multiple times for games and other visits, but we'll see as things hit this home stretch for him. And if he really is serious about making a decision before school goes back in Kokomo with the another week of uh, or so of games left for him, uh, that decision could be forthcoming pretty quick. So Flory Badunga, uh, not as confident, not as sure that Indiana is going to get him or maybe even be a player down the stretch for him is what I think people were a few weeks ago. Uh, that is another headline to remember as well. Little League Baseball continues uh, with the state tournament for 12-year-olds coming up at Jeffersonville. And I know there were a few more district championship games uh, heading into late last week. I think the last actually was on Friday night. But Jeffersonville GRC came in second in 12-year-old baseball with a big win over New Albany. Highlander Youth Recreation, uh, they were the champion of the uh, 12-year-old District 5 this year. So they will be in uh, the favorite, I think, locally at least, to make a run in the state tournament. Pretty neat to see two teams get in because of the District 5 getting to host the state this year. Uh, A second team allowed entry into the state tournament. So we'll see if HYR or maybe Jeff could make some noise and uh, put a run together. We've had so much tradition here with Little League Baseball and softball, but specifically the baseball, that's where you get to ESPN, the 12-year-old championships, Williamsport, Pennsylvania down the line. We'll see if HYR could maybe fit that bill this year, but definitely some big games locally still to come with Jeffersonville getting the opportunity to host the state tournament. I mentioned NBA Summer League already. It sure looks like Jalen hood Shafino is fitting right in with the Lakers organization. We've mentioned Trace Jackson Davis that we are waiting to see uh, what the status is with him and how soon he's going to be able to uh, get into action. The good news is for Trace, he's already signed a pretty good deal with the Warriors. Four years, two of those years are guaranteed and it's a sore right knee for Race Thompson. That's what's got him sidelined. I do not believe he's in Vegas right now with the New York Knicks, so we'll see uh, what goes for him moving forward. But Race is somebody I think a lot of Indiana fans really hoping that he gets an opportunity to be seen and at least uh, maybe find a spot uh, to try out for a team and give the NBA a go. And if it doesn't work, there are other levels of basketball Uh, that I think he can be successful with, uh, that is for sure. Also, over the weekend, a uh, youth basketball tournament over at the Fair and Exposition Center. I was on Veterans Parkway Friday evening, and everywhere I looked, at a gas station, at a restaurant, at a store, it didn't matter where you were, there were youth basketball girls players in uniform, and uh, 80,000 visitors to Louisville from across the world for this big tournament that just ended. I think another one began as well. There were back-to-back big events in Louisville. So, I mean, I think I heard something like 2,800, almost 3,000 teams in this most recent tournament that just completed over the weekend uh, from other countries, but mainly from the United States. And it was an opportunity for college coaches on the women's side to be out. But all levels, all grades, uh, a huge event. I think I saw 82 courts in the uh, Fair and Exhibition Center and perhaps even at some other locations, I'm not sure, that were being used as well. I remember Eddie Ford. He was the pioneer, is the pioneer in many ways, of grassroots basketball here in our area. He was doing 
AAU teams years and years ago, taking teams overseas to play in tournaments in foreign countries, and started the Kentucky Hoop Fest, which many of you remember. It was played each summer at the fairgrounds. It was one of the huge stops for college coaches that would come in and recruit players there. I can remember one year working the tournament for Eddie, uh, 300-plus college coaches of all different levels, paid admission, bought the booklet, and and came to the tournament. And it was the big deal. And when he started that tournament, I mean, it was a six-team, an eight-team, a 12-team a tournament with uh, teams from across the United States, and people thought it was just amazing. And then, of course, he grew it to 250, 350 teams uh, coming into Louisville every summer. But those numbers now don't even register when you're talking about 2,800 teams in one tournament. But I saw that on the news and saw so many of the girls in their uniforms either before or after games. Obviously, with that sort of crowd, uh, Indiana, Southern Indiana hotels and restaurants are going to be filled up as well. They're not just going to be in Louisville. They're going to be around Louisville as well. So a lot of them on this side of the river. But a busy time for that sort of thing, grassroots basketball and summer league basketball this time of year when everything else is more on pause. That's a look at our headlines for this Monday edition of the program. And it looks like, um, let's see here, uh, Justin Kalen, our producer, with a text here on the Thornton's text line. He said, I can confirm all of that. 2,800 teams, Run for the Roses was the name of the tournament. We had an Australian and Netherlands team staying at our hotel where uh, producer Kalen works at. So thank you, uh, Scooter. Appreciate the insight there. And um, interesting, uh, the huge tournament. And uh, neat to see this area bring in, uh, and, and basketball be king here in this area. Neat to see um, the things like the Hoop Fest continue in a much more large scale than what I could have ever imagined. Those are our headlines for this Monday edition of the program. We'll head to a commercial break and come back with Zach Osterman of the Indianapolis Star. Stay with us. You're listening to a Monday edition of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. The 2023 Big X Sports Radio Golf Cards are hot off the press. This year's card features Park Mammoth, Old Capitol Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, Wooded View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses for under $25 a round with the 2023 Big X Sports Radio Golf Card. When we say supply is limited, we mean the supply is limited. limited. So get yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. Play Park Mammoth, Old Capitol Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake for under $25 a round with a card included. Get yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com. The plumbers, pipe fitters, welders, and HVAC technicians of Local 502's commitment to excellence can be seen in our community every day. The KFC Yum Center, Ford Motor Company, and the Omni Hotel are just a few examples of their professional craftsmanship. Local 502 has been part of our community for over a century and invests over $1 million annually training skilled local workers. Members of Local 502 are your friends, neighbors, and children's coaches. For more information, go to lu502.com. Local 502, built on excellence, building a better tomorrow. 
Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling, serving the Kentuckiana area, specializing in residential change-out. Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling offers free second opinions. If you get some bad news from your heating and air guy, call Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling. 812-786-0469 for a second opinion. Call Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling. Again, 812-786-0469. Governor Holcomb, I love how high school sports teach the importance of the journey. I couldn't agree more, Commissioner Nidig. Before any measure of success is achieved, like making a winning play or earning a state championship, student-athletes go on an essential journey that humbles and teaches them every step of the way. The lessons learned along the journey of high school sports are about so much more than just the game. Student-athletes learn how to persevere through adversity, never give up, and to get better every day. This second classroom teaches the skills, behaviors, and attitudes student-athletes need to be successful on the playing field and in life. There's no better training ground for today's teens on their way to becoming tomorrow's leaders. Support the vital work of education-based athletics by buying a ticket to your high school's athletic events. This is keeping education in front of athletics. This is the journey of high school sports. This is your IHSAA. Celebrate Independence Day at one of the nicest golf courses in Kentucky. Park Mammoth Golf Club is hosting a four-person golf scramble on the 4th of July. The 9 a.m. shotgun start has everything you want for an entertaining day on the links. Closest to the pin, longest drive, and beautiful views at the wonderful course in Park City, Kentucky. Given is $80 per person. Sure by calling 270-544-7200 or find more information at parkmammothgolfclub.com. When design is key to your landscape project, give Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design a call at 812-288-6691. Walnut Ridge has more experience than any landscape company in the area. Remember, Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design. When design is key to your project and you want the most experienced landscaping company in the area, give Walnut Ridge a call at 812-288-6691. Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design. When design is key. In times of financial uncertainty, how can you stay on track? Call on someone who's invested in your success. I'm Scott Aldridge, your Jeffersonville Edward Jones Financial Advisor. At Edward Jones, we believe in building a complete picture of your financial life, including your unique goals and passions, so we can help you work toward achieving what's most important to you. Call me at 812-282-0000 or visit edwardjones.com to get started today. Edward Jones member SIPC. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Monday edition of the program. Thornton's text line open, that number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you've got something you want to sound off on or a question for Zach Osterman of the Indianapolis Star or Chad Gilbert, Charlestown Athletic Director, he's going to be with us a little bit later in the program. That's the number you can send them into. Zach is with us now, and I just saw a report over the commercial break. It looks like we will see... Trace Jackson Davis at some point very soon out at the NBA Summer League in Las Vegas. 
Zach, are you with us? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, looks like we will see Trace really soon out in Las Vegas, according to reports that are out there. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I discussed this with somebody last week. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that the Warriors have a, a fairly clearly defined role already in mind for Trace. Maybe not, like, perfectly defined. You want to get him in, get him in your system, and work on different things. And, and listen, you know, there, there's a reason Summer League exists. Teams value rookies having those opportunities. But it's not like Trace Jackson Davis is an unknown commodity either. You know, you look at a, a player like Jalen Hushafino, the Lakers could ask him to fill any number of different roles this season based on how their, their off seasons unfold, based on, you know, whether guys take qualifying offers or, you know, they're able to re-sign certain players or not. And so you, you'd love for a guy like Jalen Hushafino, who's also younger, to just get out there and really get immersed in kind of the competitive level that, that's waiting for him in the NBA. Golden State you would imagine, will probably feel less compulsion to sort of force Jackson Davis, not that you'd ever force a player to play injured, but to really kind of force the summer league on Jackson Davis when they've probably got a more sort of tailored idea of what he can bring and what he can be and how he can impact, you know, kind of their their team right away. And so, it, obviously, it's important to get him those opportunities where you can, but maybe a little bit less important than the average and maybe a little bit more of a a situation where you can play it a little bit safer um, with a guy who's injured, a guy who's banged up, because you'd much rather, I think, if you're Golden State, have a healthy Trace Jackson Davis at training camp than in the Summer League. Yeah, no question. And speaking of Summer League while we're there, Race Thompson, not even sure that he's in Vegas with the Knicks. He's had, it looks like, uh, some sort of knee issue, sore right knee. So he really needs this Summer League, it seems like, to maybe earn a spot whether it's with the Knicks or someone else, to try to hang on and see if he can get an NBA career jump started, and he's not even been able to participate at all. And I'm not sure what his status is moving forward. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough for me to say, too, as somebody who's a little bit less versed with kind of that, that side of the NBA, of the guys that maybe are, are looking for last roster spots or G League spots or whatever. Um, you know, I think – if nothing else, you would always imagine Ray Thompson as somebody who, if he wanted it, was going to have options overseas and, and you know, the opportunity to play basketball professionally, uh, whether it's domestically or, or abroad. And we've seen plenty of those guys, you know, maybe spend a year or two in Europe, and that leads to an opportunity that leads to something else back in the States. And maybe that's what he winds up doing, or maybe he winds up, you know, hitching in with somebody um, through a camp invite or something like that. But um, obviously – not having the summer league is, is probably a bit of a uh, a lost opportunity for him. But again, you know, if, if you're playing injured, then you're not putting your best foot forward anyway. And so I suspect, a, you know, a player, an agent, or, you know, a representative might say there's really no value in that anyway. You know, I've had a couple of fans over the last week since we've had so many conversations about NBA summer league, texting things about race, and they hope for his well-being and want to see him get an opportunity to join Trace and Jalen in the NBA or whatever's best for him, even if that's going to Europe and making good money there, getting a real opportunity to contribute. Zach, you've been around this stuff for a long time. What are the chances that Race is an NBA player, or is he more of a guy that could thrive overseas? I mean, I think it, it listen, I think if you look at kind of his profile coming out of college, I think probably the, the, the more obvious path for somebody like Race Thompson would be going overseas, but I think there's also, 
there's always kind of been this question with Race Thompson of, of could he unlock a bit more offense in his game than, than what we've obviously seen over the last um, over the last you know six years. And what I mean by that is I'm talking about you know he's been very good around the rim. He's obviously been very good. I think even got better in, in ball screen situations and rim run situations. You know I think he had a um, what was it? It was against Miami where he just kind of went up and, and just just pulled in an alley oop that I don't think anybody expected him to be able to get. Um, but it, can he add you know a jump shot to that? A little bit more offensive versatility to that. And I, I, we said this about Trace Jackson Davis for so long. It's true of Race Thompson too. There, there's more room for that in the program where games are longer, seasons are longer, possessions aren't quite so you know, tight and, and therefore sort of valuable. Not that possessions aren't valuable at the pro game. That's not what I'm suggesting. But if you're going to play a, a longer game with a shorter shot clock or, or just a higher tempo and more possessions, you can afford a few more possessions where you try some stuff offensively that maybe in college you feel you can't get away with because you've got to say, well, we only have, you know, 65 trips down the floor tonight. Well, suddenly you've got 85 trips down the floor you can spare three or four of those to work on something that, that maybe you really couldn't spend a lot of time working on in college. And then that's obviously also in addition to just having more time in the pros, being able to work more intensely with your coaches. There's, there's not limits on your practice hours and how long you can be doing this or how long you can be doing that, you know, and, and, and those sorts of things. So I think that's the other element of it, too, with, with Race Thompson is, as he gets into the pro game, provided that's what he wants. And listen, some guys, you know, we see, we see this in all kinds of different sports. Some guys just decide that they've played enough of it and they want to move on with their lives. But I, I you know, having covered Ray Thompson for some time now, I think I'm pretty confident in saying that, that, you know, he wants to explore a professional future in basketball. And I think he has one. You get into that setting wherever it is, you know, sometimes your game expands, sometimes you, you, you grow in ways that just weren't always quite available to you in college. And, and you become a player that, you know, gets talked about differently. Zach Ostrom in the Indianapolis star. He's with us Mondays on the program. We talk IU basketball and more Zach. I want to transition to recruiting and high school hoops because last night, yesterday wrapped up the first of three evaluation periods. And I know a lot of us tracking where Mike Woodson and the IU coaches were over the weekend, a lot of time at the peach jam, a lot of coverage. Uh, the NBA app uh, had some of the big Peach Jam games on, which was pretty neat to see. It's amazing how that event has become kind of the signature event of the summer basketball scene. People pack in there. College coaches pack in there. Nike has done an outstanding job organizing the best of the best, playing with and against each other. And the Peach Jam is the finals of this Nike League uh, so it's really, in some sense, a summer championship. It's a big deal if you go down there and can win one of those divisions. One thing that has changed, and I was reading a great story by Matt Norlander of CBS Sports, is the transfer portal, how it's really reshaped college basketball recruiting. And overall, I think it has dropped the value of high school basketball prospects. And this same thing could be said about other sports as well, but while the Peach Jam is at an all-time high as far as fanfare, you've got LeBron James there, so many former NBA or current NBA guys there coaching teams or involved in teams or watching their son play, and the fans still pack in. Outside of that top tier of players in a big elite event like the Peach Jam, 
I'm not sure that the opportunities exist like they did five, ten years ago for that next rung down. I'm talking really good players that may not be at the top of college basketball when it comes to recruiting. But not sure if you saw that Matt Norlander piece or not, but I thought it was really good. Summarized a lot of things. He had a lot of quotes in there from different college coaches, of course, unnamed. It didn't give their name or school, but it kind of gives you the feel on how much things have changed from a recruiting perspective of high school athletes. Yeah, I, I'll be honest, and 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 you know, not to, to start a spirited debate. I, I read that story too. I'm 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 a little more skeptical of the conclusions that it drew. I mean, I think that, that one of the the money quotes that, that Matt and I like to be to be clear, I consider Matt a friend. I like Matt. I think he does great work. Um, but I think one of the money quotes that he pulled out of it was something like, "If you're, you know, if you're the number sixty kid in in the class, you're screwed." And I saw that, and so I just went to the the twenty four seven Sports Top one hundred, and every single kid ranked from fiftieth to seventy fifth is currently signed in uh, in in or, or I, let me let me rephrase, signed with um, a high major program, or I think there were like a couple Gonzagas, Cincinnati's in their program. You wouldn't necessarily consider high major, but certainly mid major plus um, from fifty to seventy five in the twenty twenty three class. I, I I don't know that it's. I don't think the portal is necessarily just sort of screwing kids outside of the the absolute elite. What I do think is it's reshaping the way that everyone involved in the recruiting process. And listen, this is coaches, but I, I would be fascinated to hear from AAU coaches. I would be fascinated to hear from parents. I would be fascinated to hear from players. And I'm, I'm talking maybe more on the other side of this. You know, two, three years from now, once we've seen – kind of a, a, let's say, a five-year, because you've seen so many, even a six-year, because of the COVID year and all that, you know, the portal has really kind of been a thing for, what, the last, you know, four or five years. So maybe give it a couple more years and let all those players cycle through. I think what is what has changed is basically everyone's expectation out of the process. And, yes, there are absolutely guys that are probably going to have fewer offers than than they might have. Uh, you know, 10 years ago or less recruiting interest. And yes, if you go down, you know, the list in terms of, you know, it, 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 it you know, maybe there is a cutoff point at which, you know, was it 110, 120, 150, where, you know, maybe guys suddenly see their recruiting interest, you know, start to dry up a little bit more because of the portal. I'm not sure. But the flip side to that is, you know, I think about a kid like Joey Hart who is obviously from, from, you know, my area down here, um, you know, near Bloomington, who I think, if I'm not mistaken, he was signed to Central Florida, obviously a very, very talented scorer in high school, winds up pulling back from that because he has such bigger interests, and now he's at Kentucky. And, you know, I know Kentucky's situation is maybe a little bit more specific, but the, 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 the point, the, I guess the, the point I'm trying to make is, it can, it can go in the other direction a little bit, too, which is you can wind up in a situation where a team has got to move quickly through, you know, a, a lot of roster turnover and has got to be able to sort through and, and figure out, you know, use Indiana as an example. Yes, they took a bunch of guys out of the portal, and, and sure, there's a Peyton Sparks in there, a guy who's maybe a little bit overlooked in high school, winds up at Ball State, has two really good seasons, now he's in the Big Ten. 
And then in the opposite, you know, from the opposite end of the spectrum is Kalel Ware, who was a top 10 center in his class, went to Oregon, didn't quite work out. Now he's coming a little bit closer to home. Maybe looking for a new opportunity. And so my point here is, I think what it has to change is everyone's expectation of the process. And there used to be sort of these, these cliches that would get rolled out, you know, to, to players about, you know, is this a campus you can see yourself being happy on, even if you're not playing basketball or, you know, are you, are you, you know, are you going to be happy there if you're a four or five year student, even without sports or whatever. I'm not saying that kids should go to college thinking I can't wait to transfer, but I think kids now can and do frankly go to college with a much more sort of clear eyed understanding of, Hey, you know, there, there might come a time where it's time for me to move on. I'm going to go here. I'm going to make the most of my opportunity, and that's great. But there might be a, a time when it's time for me to move on. Armand Franklin's a really good example. Like, Indiana did not want Armand Franklin to leave. And for all the world, you wouldn't have thought that a kid who was, I think, second-team All-Big Ten as a sophomore from Indianapolis Cathedral was going to transfer from Indiana to Virginia. But that's just kind of the, you know, the, the, it, it when those opportunities exist now, everybody kind of sees things differently. And so I don't think Matt's article was totally baseless. I think there's some, some, some validity in kind of some of the conclusions he drew. But I, I just don't know that I see quite the zero sum that some coaches, I think, presented in terms of just how it's changed recruiting. I think it's much more just kind of everybody's got to readjust their focus and everybody's got to readjust their expectations, for lack of a better term, around what they think they're going to get out of, uh, out of the recruiting process. And also, quite frankly, in some cases, obviously, the, the, the college sports experience. And that's, again, as you said, that's not just basketball. That's football. That's baseball. You know, that's, that's even on further down the sports. Indiana had, the, had a wonderful season in softball, had the, um, you know, the Big Ten player in freshman of the year, and she hit the portal not long after the season ended. I don't know if she wound up somewhere. Maybe, you know, maybe she's considering coming back. She hasn't committed. Forgive me. I kind of lost. I've taken a bunch of vacation time this summer, and I've kind of lost track of some storylines. But my point is it's, it's not just the sports that we think about the most in terms of recruiting rankings and recruiting interest. It's, it's, it's kind of everywhere. Zach Osterman, the Indianapolis Star. One football note I wanted to bring up, and it's not regarding Indiana, but uh, the investigation into hazing allegations at Northwestern, a two-week suspension of head coach Pat Fitzgerald. It's now grown into an even bigger investigation than what it started as. I've only recently started to look into this or pay attention to this, but it sounds like potentially some real issues for the Northwestern football program. Yeah, I mean, it... it, it... Listen, it's a. Uh, I, I want to be careful what I say here because I don't want to allege stuff as a reporter that that um, you know I can't back up. What I would say is it does feel like, and I think Northwestern maybe to some extent has has kind of all but admitted this, um, like we have maybe seen Northwestern maybe move through this process a little too quickly and and you know get get kind of called on it. Um, it should be said, as, as someone for whom student journalism is near and dear to my heart and always will be, the Daily Northwestern uh, was really at the root of kind of doing investigative work um, that called the university on its initial decision, as you said, to suspend Pat Fitzgerald and to kind of knock off some of these, I guess, these, these off-campus uh, training camps. I guess they would go up to Kenosha, Wisconsin for, for some preseason work. Um, you know, from Northwestern's perspective, it's incredibly tricky. Um, on the one side, you have a head coach who's obviously a Northwestern alum. He is 
essentially about as successful as any Northwestern coach has ever been in totality. I know he hasn't been to a Rose Bowl the way that, you know, for example, Gary Barnett did, um, or, or I think Randy Walker made the Rose Bowl as well. But he has built something more successful at Northwestern. And generally speaking, um, a program that has been pretty widely respected throughout the Big Ten, um, he's been more successful in that than essentially any other coach in, in program history. He's obviously pretty well respected in the Big Ten. On the other hand, there's a preponderance of evidence here that suggests that, that not only did the university maybe move too quickly through some of this process, um, or at, at, and then that may be generous, maybe maybe are you know sort of worse actions kind of in, in behind the scenes here. And again, I don't want to speculate too much. Um, but also that, that there's a real suggestion that the conclusion that kind of he didn't know about some of this behavior is seems to be on thin ice. Um, and it puts Northwestern in a tricky spot, too. Listen, you know, Big Ten Media Days are, uh, what, two weeks from Thursday? Coming up. Um, and so, you know, you, you're, that, that's when you're supposed to be taking your program and putting them in front of the, college, the, the, the conference and the national media and talking about the season you're going to have and bringing summer you had and how excited you are for the year to come. And if this is still hanging over you, if there's not some sort of resolution to this, you don't get to do any of that. That, that. that follows you like a black cloud around that event and then straight into preseason and on and on and on. And, you know, I, 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 this is not me advocating in any direction for what should happen to Pat Fitzgerald um, other than just to say it, it does seem like Northwestern is, is being, let's be honest, kind of leveraged into a position by good reporting, starting with the Daily Northwestern and then moving up to some other outlets like ESPN into admitting that it probably didn't take a thorough enough look at all this and it's going to have to re-examine some of its findings. Yeah, sounds pretty messy. Zach Ostrom in the Indianapolis Star. Zach, as always, thanks for being with us and catching us up to start the week. We'll talk with you again next Monday. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, as always. All right, Zach with us on this Monday edition of the program. A couple other things I did want to note here. Trace Jackson Davis, uh, this report that I'm seeing, he uh, told the San Francisco Chronicle that he uh, hopes to make his Las Vegas Summer League debut on Wednesday or Thursday. I know Golden State plays Dallas on Wednesday. They will take on Houston on Thursday. One of those games, the Dallas game, is set to be on NBA TV and the Houston game on ESPN. Stay with us. Uh, Chad Gilbert will not be with us in the next segment. He is tied up with the on the road right now. And uh, we will have some other things coming up for you, though, as we close out this Monday program right here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.
McAllister's Deli, where it's made fresh for you. The dining room is open, providing a safe environment following all state and CDC guidelines. Download the McAllister's app to order carryout or delivery. Visit any of our 11 area locations for the regional favorite. Every regional favorite is handcrafted and made to order using fresh, high-quality ingredients. We promise that every generous portion will be served with a smile as big as the one it'll leave on your face. McAllister's Deli. High school sports teach so much more than just the fundamentals of the game. They also teach the fundamentals of life, like the power of belief. I'm Robert Falcons. And I'm Carrie Rosati. We're both assistant commissioners of the IHSAA. In the second classroom of high school sports, student-athletes understand hard work pays off, and they learn to be proud of their effort, no matter the outcome. Successful student-athletes support their teammates and learn to always do the right thing. And most importantly, they learn to always believe in themselves. When high school sports keep education in front of athletics, these fundamental beliefs outweigh the idea of winning at all costs. That's why high school sports are a transformative and invaluable part of every student-athlete's education. Buy a ticket to your high school's athletic events and show student-athletes that you'll always believe in them too. This is the power of belief. This is the power of high school sports. This is your IHSAA. High interest rates may be the norm everywhere else. But right now at Genesis Diamonds, we're always thinking about our customers, and we've decided to slash interest rates down to zero. Zero percent for five years. That means you can get those diamond earrings, that designer engagement ring, or that luxury pre-owned Rolex, and spread your payments over five whole years without paying a dime in interest. Birthdays, anniversaries, just because gifts, starting as low as $35 a month. And that's with zero down. Now through July 1st only. And only at Genesis Diamonds. Shelbyville Road Plaza. Approved credit. See store for details. When design is key to your landscape project, give Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design a call at 812-288-6691. Walnut Ridge has more experience than any landscape company in the area. Remember, Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design. When design is key to your project and you want the most experienced landscaping company in the area, give Walnut Ridge a call at 812-288-6691. Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design. When design is key. In times of financial uncertainty, how can you stay on track? Call on someone who's invested in your success. I'm Scott Aldridge, your Jeffersonville Edward Jones Financial Advisor. At Edward Jones, we believe in building a complete picture of your financial life, including your unique goals and passions, so we can help you work toward achieving what's most important to you. Call me at 812-282-0000 or visit edwardjones.com to get started today. Edward Jones member SIPC. Are you tired of fast food burgers and fries and looking for a healthier option? Why not try one of the freshly made sandwiches at the Honey Baked Ham Company? They offer an assortment of delicious sandwiches, freshly made sides, and mouth-watering cookies. You can grab a box to go or dine in their cozy cafe. They also offer several lunch catering offers as well. Call the store, 812-941-9426. Or visit them at 3602 Northgate Court, Suite 23 in New Albany. Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling, serving the Kentuckiana area, specializing in residential change-out. Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling offers free second opinions. If you get some bad news from your heating and air guy, call Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling. 812-786-0469 for a second opinion. Call Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling. Again, 812-786-0469.
We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back on this Monday edition of the program. I told you earlier, the internet is down. I've had to uh, do this show with uh, none of my notes or things open in my internet browser, which means I haven't been able to have success getting into the text line today. But John Spears, who has Spears on Sports in the noon hour, he arrived a few minutes early and with Chad Gilbert out today. He's in studio with me, and he's got the text line up and working. So I missed a text earlier on the Thornton's text line, New Albany basketball coaching update question mark. That is a great subject. There are all sorts of rumors of what's going on behind the scenes. It sounds like New Albany zeroed in on a candidate, but it just uh, did not work apart or work out, or maybe the better way to say it is it fell apart uh, late. So as far as I know, things are uh, possibly back to square one or maybe going to an alternative in this second uh, round of interviews that took place uh, last week. So that's what I know. And uh, hard to believe that July 10th, still no coach lined up and school begins here in just a few weeks. So will be interesting to see what New Albany does but uh, just a lot of buzz right now behind the scenes, and we'll see how this thing plays out for the Bulldogs. John Spears with me. John, it's a lull in sports, and I envy you so much because uh, you're retired. Uh, You do this show basically as a hobby for fun, your noon show, that is. And then you go home, and outside of some family <laughs> obligations, you watch no, you're wrong. daytime no. baseball. You have a pretty good life. So what are you doing in this lull of sports? I'm right working now? two nights a week okay. at my neighborhood liquor store. Oh, I did not know that. See, I've, I've been and I have, here. I have learned quickly that I have a pretty good life. <laughs> <laughs> because there are some sad people that come in the liquor store, no, and I'm not—I'm not making light of that. I'm just saying that's a fact. Uh, and uh, you know what? I'm making a little extra money. My wife said she was tired of watching me sit on my—I'll clean it up—took us and watch baseball every single night. So I said, okay. My, a, a friend I graduated with uh, in 1981 from St. X owns a liquor store in the neighborhood. I, he needed help a couple nights a week, no weekends. I said, okay, I'm in. I'll play. So I go up there, 4 to 10. I'll be doing it tomorrow and Wednesday, and that's what I'm doing. But you're right. I am watching a lot of day baseball. If I get off the show at 1 and there's a 1 o'clock game, I'm home by 1.30, sitting on my recliner, falling asleep in the middle of the fourth, third or fourth inning. Good for you. What a day. It's what great. A, what a day. And by the way, you know more than you're letting on. I know you know what's going on in New Albany, and I know you can't give that out over the air. I understand that. But come on, man. Yeah. You gotta tell me you're no, gonna tell you me off the air, right? Gotta be professional and, and <laughs> there's so you know, John, but New Albany basketball or not, when it comes to local sports, high school athletes, coaches, you know, it's it's not professional, it's not college. We can't dive into I say all, that all, the, the, all time. the rumors. It's fun to chat about behind the scenes with our friends and groups, but um it's just you know, you've got to keep it kind of at a different level. But 
you know, yes, there there are some things behind the scenes that have, have just, I don't know what the right way to say this, haven't worked out for New Albany, but uh, kind of a tough situation. I thought Craig Teagle was a good hire for New Albany. Uh, his resume, for sure, good. His fit in that program, you know, to, would be have been to be determined. And uh, then there were some other really good candidates, or at least a couple, one for sure, uh, in this second go around, and I just don't think it's worked out for various reasons. So, and we're getting late here, man. We're getting late. We're getting late early. We're getting early late. How do they say? We're yeah. getting late, really, really early here. I know school hasn't started, and football is just getting ready to crank up. But this and is... in New Albany, basketball's under the microscope, right? Exactly. Like, you know, you people in that community, in our community, in Southern Indiana, expect. New Albany, in many senses of the word, to lead the way in, in that sort of thing. And so interesting to see. We'll and see. I don't know all the rules over here, but I would imagine Floyd Central, Jeffersonville, all these schools, they're ahead of you now. Yeah, I mean, now, your summer, kids are still summer playing. League, New they're, Albany, they're still New playing. Albany hosted some games and played. and uh, But obviously, when but you, you don't got to get your, your system in, you got a lot of assistant right. coaches, all that stuff. Right. You're behind. Yeah. You're way behind here. Definitely. So the good thing is, is that, you know, things continue. Uh, there are some people in place that have been there that can help. That's for sure. But it is an interesting situation. And ultimately, whoever uh, accepts that job, takes that job on, will have some real work cut out for him, as any new coach would in the first year, for sure. But because of how late it is and where things stand and some other things that are moving parts right now, uh, definitely there is some some work to be done for the next person to come in. So, uh, for sure. John, um, let's talk maybe a little bit of NBA Summer League. I know sure. I talk a lot about Trace and Jalen and what's going on with Race Thompson. Indiana fans, I think, like to hear that stuff and are wishing well for all three of those guys. But Victor Wimbiana, or I know there's different ways to say his name, but uh, uh, your thoughts on his Summer League performances so far? He's got such a buildup to him coming to the U.S. and coming into Vegas and one of the games, not much. The other game yeah. looked pretty good. Well, Friday, first of all, I went to the Summer League a few years ago. And the Summer League now, literally two years later, the crowds are unbelievable. Then I could sit wherever I wanted for 20 bucks all day. I don't know what they're charging to watch Victor play, but it's not $20 and you get to stay all day and you get to pick your seat. Yeah. Um, Friday night, here's, here's what we do. We overreact in sports. Friday night, Victor Wambanyama, two for 13, two for 14, nine points, eight rebounds, three or four block shots, and people are going, see, I told you. <laughs> next LeBron, next Kevin Durant, come on. <laughs> and then last night, 27, looked much more comfortable, took better shots, got into the flow of the offense. you got to remember that he's probably had three or four practices with these new teammates that he's got, he's learning them, they're learning, they're all learning each other. These are not the greatest players in the NBA in the summer league. These are guys trying to make a roster, playing as hard as they can, and guess what? I'm going to play against Victor. I'm trying to be seen and make a roster. I'm going to get down low and defend Victor Wembanyama. And to his credit, he didn't panic. He didn't. He just played in the flow of the game both nights. I watched about a half of each game. And I think I still think he's going to be really, really good. We overreact when when they're bad; they have a bad night, and we overreact when they have a great night. I think he's going to be good too. I really do. Because That's... now you got people saying, "See, I told you, twenty-seven <laughs> played half a game. This guy's going to be—he's—he's he's a Hall of Famer." 
I think it's to be determined how good, yeah. but I think he's going to be good. I don't have any question about that. Uh, speaking of uh, Victor and the Spurs, Romeo Langford, uh, an unrestricted free agent, and then I saw the Spurs, I think it's called renounced his rights, so yeah. they've disconnected with him, I guess is the way to, to say that. Uh, what do you think his future is? Can he can he Boy, get tough. somewhere else? It's in the NBA, and you you see a guy like Kevon Looney with Golden State, who probably isn't on another roster in the NBA, but he's found the right spot. Romeo's got to find the right spot. Doesn't matter if it's in Oklahoma City. Doesn't matter if it's with the the World Champions or if it's with Milwaukee. I don't, you know, he's got to find the right spot where he has an opportunity to play second team make an impact on the game in the second quarter and early fourth quarters. And uh, if he gets that opportunity in the right spot, he can be an NBA player for the next several years. But we've seen guys in the past, they don't get that opportunity. So it just depends where and when he can land somewhere. Uh, You hope he doesn't have to go back to the G League to do it, but that's always a possibility. Overseas is always a possibility if he doesn't get signed by a team. So we'll just just select the new Albany coaching search. We just got to wait and see. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see how it plays out. Hey, Romeo Langford for the next new Albany coach, right? If you I like it. Gig, I don't come, dislike it. Come back and get rolling, right? Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with the. Uh, I'm sure he could teach young guys how to play basketball. I think they'd listen to him as well. So yeah, recency right. bias, right? All right, John Spears, kind enough to join me here in this segment. Chad Gilbert is on the road today and at the last minute, just not able to get connected with us. So. Uh, thank you very much, John, My pleasure. For, for checking in with us today. Uh, before we let you go and before we get out of here, uh, Major League Baseball All-Star Game coming up later this week. I've always been intrigued by it. I like it. I know some people think it's you know just a, a not anything like what it used to be. It doesn't matter as much to the to the winner. But uh, home run derby is fun. I know the kids enjoy it as well. You got any home run derby predictions for me this uh, week? Pete Alonso, two-time champion, is the favorite. It's three to one. You know how I love odds. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the home guy, defending champ Julio Rodriguez. He knows the ballpark. He's five to one. He's the third choice to win it, but he's a seven seed because of the number of home runs he has hit this year. Didn't he win it a couple years ago? Uh, last year. Yeah, he won right. it last year. Now he's uh, at home in Seattle. So I'm going to go with Julio Rodriguez. I know that's sort of chalky, but I don't care. All right. John Spears, you can catch him uh, weekdays at noon. Spears on sports on the Big X. And, yes, Southern Indiana high school fans, he is the voice of the St. X Tigers as well. I always hear that. That guy on your station – the St. X announcer. Don't hold that against name? me. Don't hold that against me. <laughs> All right, John. Thanks for sitting in. That's going to wrap things up for this Monday edition of the program. If you missed the live show and you want to catch us as a podcast, all you got to do is search for The Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, and you'll find us there. If you're listening live, John Spears is next after this commercial break. No show Tuesday. Back with you Wednesday. This is The Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Thank you.